Hello everyone, Joyce here. So, yesterday I got this funny mail from my friend Nina. So she, oh, she, she said something like, oh, I'm sure you must spend some time and uh, preparing for what you have to say. And I just felt like, my gosh, my, if, I, I felt so guilty. So I thought I need to explain to everybody that I wish I had more time for prayer and I wish I had, no, actually, yeah, that's what we all wish, right? More time for this, more time for that, but the fact is we do not make the time. Yeah, so my, yeah, I don't spend so much of time preparing. It's just the grace of God. Once the grace of God leaves me, that's it. I'm just going to be sit just here and uttering total gibberish. Oh, it's like I invoke the saints, I invoke Padre Pio, and uh, yeah, Mama, yeah, she helps me a lot too in my struggles in life. But let's put the let's put that aside. I was, you know, I came. And I just took that first sip. I was just like, I felt like a drug addict this morning. I was like, my gosh, my coffee, my coffee, my coffee. I was like, so just, you know, like a real hookie. And I was like, when I took my first sip of coffee, and I was like, wow, that felt so good. And I'm sitting there right in front of me, and I'm like, okay, wait, I am coming for you, babe. I'm coming for you. That kind of feeling for my coffee. I wish I had that same kind of feeling when I got up in the morning for my prayer. And I'm like, yay, Jesus, I'm here to talk to you. It was the Lord waits for us every morning, no? Oh, today I never thought about that, that he was there with me. I was just praying. But I didn't realize, yes, Jesus was with me all the time. And he awaits for for me and for you to, yeah, to spend that time with him. Because he knows the craving of the Father. And that's why he went up early in the morning when everyone was, when the world was silent and he went and he had that coffee time with his God. I wonder if Jesus had coffee. Anyways, so yeah. Mm. So I'm looking at Proverbs 30 verses 5 to 9. And I'd like to continue from where yesterday I mentioned something about having not being poor and not being too rich and it's clarified here it's clarified better here so the proverbs writer i really don't know who wrote proverbs but anyways so he says two things i ask of you deny them not to me before i die remove far from me falsehood and lying remove far from me falsehood and lying and I think that should be our daily prayer no because sometimes we just oh I speak for myself here you know this lies oh my gosh yeah so we just like so it comes out so easily and uh, we don't even think about it much it's just like oh and oh my gosh that was a lie and then we've conveniently said okay these are white lies are so racist these are white lies and these are i don't know if the other ones are black lies or what but anyways a lie is a lie is a lie is a lie so so he says remove far from me falsehood and lying and um, something to be careful of today all of us and give me neither poverty nor riches so he says don't give me the extremes Give me a balanced life. And then he moves on. He carries on and he says, Feed me with a food that is needful for me. Nice, I like that alliteration there. So feed me with a food that is needful for me. So in other words, give me food 
oh my gosh, today I packed such a... Oh, my lunch is so good today. So yeah, mushrooms and uh, a wrap. And we feed... See, now I'm getting carried away with my food. And we feed me with the food that is needful for me. Mm. So just, just about enough. Not too much. Lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Uh, because my stomach is... Yeah, that's so true, no? Like when we have everything, we don't, we don't need God. And sometimes I find that it is in my weakest moment that sometimes I'm like, I'm like praying more. I hate to say this, yes, but I am, or I can go the opposite way and I'm like thinking God is not interested in my life. So there are two shifts here. But I think that balance is really good that we don't go extreme. We, we just get maintain that balanced life, this very uh, a, 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 a life that, that, that keeps me in check all the time, that, that does not, he, and then he moves on to say, or oh, lest I be poor and steal and profane from the, for, the name of the, for the name of my God. So if I'm so poor, then I end up stealing. If I'm too rich or if I'm too full, then I don't need God because I've got everything in my life that I need. Proverbs, very good book in small doses. So I'm moving on to the Gospel of Luke. And he called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Wow, what power. And then he, we also need to remember that we have the same power. Those were the days when I used to, my gosh, I used to do it like just before the uh, breakdown happened. I used to look for people and every time after Mass and I used to tell the Lord, Lord, show me, point me to someone and I used to just go and engage and, and ask them, is everything okay with you, introduce myself and most of the time not, there would be something that, need, that they need prayers for and I used to sit down and I used to just sit on the pew by their side and just pray with them because we do have that authority, we do have that power you, we, you and I may deny it, but we have the power. All we have to do is just call on the name of the Lord, and He has given, just like He gave the apostles, we are no less than the apostles. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we are no less than the apostles in the sense of what God has given us, what the Lord has given me. And He sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal. So this was a commission. And he gives us also this great commission to go out, to go out there. Because that's, that is the bigger purpose of our life. Other than that, what other purpose do we have if not to bring the Lord of Lords into the lives of everyone? The man who came and who made a difference in so many, so many, so many lives of so many, so many, so many people. And yeah, so what are we, why are we not sharing, sharing the Lord with others? And he said to them, take no, oh, this one is so amazing. He says, take nothing for your journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, and do not have two tunics. I mean, the Lord is so mean here. He says, I, don't, I want you to go unprepared for this journey. And I, and I think he's such a, yeah, on one hand, yeah, he's such a good teacher. 
while he was there, he sent them. So that even as they went, they knew that he was there physically. This was like a testing ground. Such a good model of a teacher. This was like the practical work. The hands-on work. Okay, guys, I'm here. Go. And they went and they knew that he was always there. They could run back to him because he was physically there. And I think they needed this assurance. And he said, he, and he, he didn't go with them, no? He, uh, he just, just let them go. That sense of independence, now go. Take nothing for your journey. And uh, yeah, go unprepared. He said even no money, no staff, no bag. And this was uh, uh, because the, the some of the sects at that time, they told their disciples, the Hellenists and all that, they said, take, take, take your staff. And the staff was very important because in the night when there were animals, right, they needed to fend for themselves. They needed to fight off these animals. But the Lord told his disciples, don't. Don't take your staff. This is my security. The staff was their security. Today, I may not have a staff, but what is my security? My insurance policies are my security. But Jesus says, don't take anything. Complete and total. Because, because all these things can just finish. I know, I, I know many people who just save so much of money. God bless their souls. And then they saved and saved and saved and saved and saved and saved. And what happened was the end of their life, they spent it all on medical expenses. And then he says, no bread, no money. And he said, don't even take two tunics. The second tunic was needed to keep them warm. In case they don't get a place to stay, they would need that second tunic. But he says, don't even take that second tunic. And he says, whatever house you enter, stay there. The first house that you enter, stay there. And from there, depart. And whenever you do not, and wherever they do not receive you, when you leave the town, shake off the dust from your feet. Now, this is the crux of the story and for our own lives as well. Shake off that dust. Shake off the dust. It could, in our lives, we carry so much of dust from our past. So much of dust, so much of emotional baggage from our past. And we are still, still, it's there. Shake it off. And, and you know, sometimes we need these physical things, you know. Like when we go into the house, shake off the dust from our feet. Put aside whatever we brought from outside. Shake it off. Enter the house. Enter your home. And likewise, Jesus tells, wherever you go, if the experience has been unpleasant, don't take that experience into the next encounter, into the next phase of your life, because you're going to end up with more and more hurts and baggages. It's going to get too big, and then it'll just wear us down. And, some, and sometimes you think of life. Sometimes I think to myself, oh my gosh, I'm still carrying some of the dust from ages ago. It's still there. Why is it so difficult to move on? Why is it so difficult to move on? And so every time, I remember one of the preachers I know, he was that's so funny. So he told us, no, he, he says every time he goes in the, he goes out and then he sees, and he was, 
he sees all these um, images of all these big posters, billboards with women. He says he comes back and he goes in front of the cross and he, he just he literally takes it out from his brain and says, Lord, take it, Lord, take it, Lord, take it away. I don't want it. Yeah, that's Fritz. Many of you will know him. So it's that physical reminder, shake off the dust, as in literally, I don't want this to stay on in my life. I deserve more. So today, I encourage everyone. The Lord's telling us, He's inviting us into this beautiful, beautiful space. Come afresh, enjoy these green pastures, beautiful meadows, lovely flowers. But just leave everything aside. Come enter. Enter into my presence. It's just this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful presence of Jesus. He is there, always there. Like when he said the apostles, he's always there. I am with you. That's the assurance. I am with you. Just have to call. His, his, he's just a name call away. So thank you, Lord, that we have this friend in you. Thank you, Jesus. And, let, and, and at moments when we are really down, Lord, uh, let us let us just remember you. Amen.